Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. We continue with our interview with Jörg Bergmeister and Patrick Long, Porsche GT race drivers. For this one, so so tell me about the 2009 Laguna Seca finish with uh, Bergmeister Magnussen in the uh, Corvette. Yeah, well, if you haven't looked these races up on YouTube, um, get the popcorn out because it will make your heart race. You only need to invest about uh, 120 seconds of your life, and you will see some of the most dynamic and hardcore racing. And um, Jörg won't admit to it. Maybe he will tonight, but I believe that 2007 and 2009 or 10. Uh, we're interconnected. I mean, once someone gets the shaft and dirty racing uh, happens, you never forget um, and you decide that it's enough about being a gentleman and you have to keep your elbows up. And I think that day, uh, Jan Magnussen was driving a little overzealous and maybe uh, a, a bit a bit beyond uh, what I would think is, is fair racing. And so um, I don't think Jörg was going to stand for it twice in a few years. And he gave Jan back what Jan was dishing out. And even Jan would tell you that today. So uh, that was the start of just an absolute uh, fierce rivalry uh, between Corvette as they came back from GT1 into GT2 and joined um, the race that Reezy and, and Flying Lizard and some other teams, Ray Hall BMW, were really, it was a heyday of GT racing in IMSA at that time. And, of course, the ending was a little bit more explosive than anybody wanted. Um, but what a, what a memory and just an absolute amazing era racing for Flying Lizard, racing with Jörg. Uh, we had done a couple seasons together at a, a team previous to Flying Lizard. But uh, once we kind of came together uh, after the Penske program ended, I was able to join uh, Jörg in the 45 car. And just a, a, a very, very influential team in branding, in bringing the community of race fans together and putting a good product on the road. And we won championship after championship and race after race. And Seth Nyman, the founder, he built a, a group of leaders and a group of technical people. Porsche was, of course, really, really uh, supportive of the program. And it was just a perfect storm of success. And we always had a good time racing. But, uh, man, it was it was competitive those days. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. All right, so uh, uh, final question to the business at hand. Uh, we're driving this extraordinary uh, GT3. RS out here, the, the, the top of the uh, normally aspirated Porsche tree. Uh, Jörg, you've been devel- in development with this car for a long time, just set a lap record uh, at, um, at uh, Nürburgring, but to go back to this Corvette-Porsche rivalry, the uh, Corvette Z06 just, just set the fastest uh, time for a normally aspirated car uh, at the lightning lap at Car and Driver, which is sort of the Nürburgring standard over in this country. So, so uh, tell me why the RS is going to come in this year and, uh, and set a new lap record at lightning lap. Well, I could say because I was part of the development, but that's not really true. Um, no, the car itself is just amazing. The amount of downfall it has is, is ridiculous for a road car 
Um, I mean, just looking at it, you think it's a, it's a proper race car, and the performance on the track is beyond anything that I have ever imagined. Um, the cornering speeds, for instance, on the Nürburgring Nordschleife in the high-speed corners, it's quicker than a Porsche Cup car, which is a proper race car, and I think that speaks for itself. No, that's, that's extraordinary numbers. Patrick, you've uh, driven every 911 there is in the last uh, couple decades. This seems like a step. I mean, the, the, the downforce numbers we're talking about with this, with this car, nearly 2,000 pounds of downforce, is... Uh, is, is a race is a race car. Yeah, it's on equivalent with uh, the Le Mans spec current GT cars, uh, the way we run at Le Mans in downforce numbers. Uh, it's three times the downforce of the GT3, the regular going GT3, and twice the downforce of its predecessor, the 991 GT3. So um, this isn't a little bump in percentages. Uh, it's a game changer. Um, Andreas Preninger and his team, including Jurg, have worked so hard on this car. And um, Lightning Lap, Nürburgring, uh, Dirt Oval, you name it, uh, this car is going to take it to the C7. No, it's uh, Z06, Z06 C8. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Z06 to uh, hang on to that record. But uh, great to see that rivalry. Uh, great to see uh, you, you two together again. And, and when are you guys going to Rensport together? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get more long and Bergmeister uh, um, uh, chances to, uh, to see you guys together again? Yeah, definitely. I mean, really looking forward to Rensport. Uh, it's about time that it's happening again. So hopefully a lot of people come out and enjoy the the weekend there. Yeah. And that's Laguna Seca, which is your backyard. Yeah, final week of September, uh, four days of everything Porsche from vintage and the earliest of, you know, late 40s, um, 9 or 356 variants all the way up to modern day and some releases of some special cars, uh, modern going road cars, uh, race cars, everything in between. It's uh, a festival. It's something for all walks, uh, whether you're a Porsche file or not. And uh, Laguna Seca is a great backdrop for um, a sporting event of any type, but especially a racing event. Yeah, it'd be great to see you guys there. Thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. All right, let's go back down to Autorama in Huntington Place. We have Dave Schutten on the line with us. He is uh, with the restoration shop at Galpin Motors out in Los Angeles. Dave, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, great to uh, see you this week. And uh, you brought in some pretty cool cars there in the Ratfink collection. Uh, uh, tell us about them. Well, first we brought in the T-Bucket, known as Tweety Pie, which is sold over, I think, 5 million model cars. It's one of the most famous early show cars. And it's a 1923 Ford T-Bucket with a small block Chevy. Uh, the next one that we brought is Roth's little, little weird Honda CVCC or Civic, and it was his personal car, so he would drive that all over the country, actually, and, and, uh, letter up and, and pinstripe trucks and cars at truck stops across the U.S. in between going to shows, so there's a lot of really incredible art on that little car. You know, from not only himself, but a lot of the most famous people in pinstriping over the years, like Ron Dutch and Tom Kelly. Uh, and then it gets a little more exciting. We brought the Orbitron, which is a really crazy bubble top show rod design that Roth created in 64. And the thing that makes it the most amazing is 
the story of how it was found in Juarez, Mexico, about 15 years ago, being used as a dumpster outside of a sex shop in the most dangerous city in the world. So a friend of mine was able to rescue it, and then uh, Bo, the president of Goblin Motors, purchased it and had me come and lead the restoration um, to make sure it was as accurate and period perfect as possible. And finally, we brought the Mysterian, which is Ed's only two-engine creation with a bubble top that I actually recreated from the model kit about 20 years ago now because that one was known to have been destroyed and sort of discarded. So it's cool to have them all there, and everyone seems to be enjoying them pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's such a great piece of history, uh, Dave. I grew up wearing uh, Rat Fink t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I think every mm-hmm. uh, every kid did who was into into cars in the uh, '60s and '70s. And so it's neat to see this legacy going on. There's a you have a huge uh, table full of Rat Fink shirts. I mean, this is an ongoing business, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy how it's still very much relevant today, you know, just like it was 50, 60 years ago. And Eileen Roth, who is Ed Roth's widow, and her family have done a really great job of just keeping everything, you know, up to date and relevant and always making sure they're at the shows with the product to just keep it all out there and keep it fresh. It's really cool. They, uh, I'm sure you're getting uh, lots of uh, crowds there. That's the first after I took in the Riddler Award uh, uh, entries there on the front row. Uh, Rat Fink is the first thing uh, I went to. There's there's just so much uh, creativity uh, there. But but as you say, these cars kind of dispersed. Uh, it, there's an extraordinary uh, story about the Orbitron uh, showing up as a dumpster outside of a brothel. Um, did, uh, tell us about the history a little bit. I mean, did Ed uh, Roth just kind of create these things and then uh, sell them, or what, what's what's the sort of the history of these twenty Rat Fink cars? Well, Ed would build a car because he knew that they would let him into the car show, and then he could set up his airbrush then and sell T-shirts for free. So. But you can't keep showing the same car over and over, so every year he was forced to create something new and exciting so he could go back and continue to do the circuit and still keep selling all the T-shirts and all the little tchotchkes that was his, you know, main source of income. Uh, Between that and the revenues from the model car kit companies, you know, that's how he made most of his living. Yeah, and so he uh, made these full-size cars, and you're you're in the restoration business. Galpin Motors is uh, one of the premier custom car uh, shops in the in the country. I enjoy seeing your creations at the Los Angeles Auto Show uh, every year. But would would he so would he sketch a, an idea, uh, say uh, Mysterion, um, on a napkin, and then he would take it to a, a, sh- a shop like yours? How would he have, have them built? Well, actually, he built them all himself. And, you know, it was more of an art piece than it was a car, uh, for the most part, all of them. Um, he would sculpt them out of plaster and lay fiberglass over the plaster to create the bodies after he had mocked up some kind of, you know, weird, funky chassis with a big engine and all that stuff. 
the first one that he did that really hit hard was the Beatnik Bandit. And it's still regarded as his best car. Um, and I think he always sort of tried to beat that one, but, you know, sometimes the perfect thing just happens by accident and you really can't do any better than that. Um, the Mysterian itself was actually inspired by Tommy Ivo's two-engine dragster, so this would have been sort of a space dragster version of what Tommy Ivo was actually running on the drag strip in the early 60s. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic story. So yeah, he was he was not only good with an airbrush, uh, but he was also good with a wrench. He actually uh, built these cars from the ground up. And and uh, this is unusual to see uh, five cars like this, uh, five Ratfink cars together in one place, uh, because these are all now owned by private collectors uh, globally or around the United States. Where where are they kept now? Well, I know that B. McBandit 1 and 2 are in a museum in Reno, and the president of Nike owns the road agent, and I think the Druid Princess is in a private museum in Missouri, and there's a couple of his uh, cooler trike creations and one hauler in New Jersey, and I think we have pretty much the rest of them after that. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's that's that, that's quite a uh, that, that, that's quite an array of cars across the country. Any of them on the road? Do you guys, uh, when you got them out there in LA, do you ever take them out on the road? Sometimes when we're filming or doing something like that, but you know they're very precious. They're they're all unreplaceable. So you know we're we're pretty selective about doing anything like that. Uh, any of the so you, you you told me this week uh, when I was talking to you down on the show floor you said there are about twenty cars total are they all accounted for now or are there still uh, some that you're looking for trying to restore? I believe they're all accounted for except for the original Mysterian, um, which we know was parted out and the body was given away in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the the late sixties. So I would have thought it would have resurfaced after I had built the, the replica, but that hasn't been the case. It's been almost 20 years, and it still hasn't showed up. So I pretty much believe it's gone and all the rest are accounted for. <laughs> Dave, it's uh, great, to, Dave, great to see you down at the show. Enjoy this weekend, and uh, congratulations on uh, getting these rat finks uh, together in mint, collect in, in mint condition. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more Autorama with the chief sponsor, Magwires, down there at the Huntington Place. You are on Car Radio, 910 AM. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. 
Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. And uh, we're having fun today, uh, talking to all kinds of interesting uh, folks, uh, uh, from uh, Porsche race drivers to uh, Autorama folks uh, down at Huntington Place. Uh, but, of course, none of this uh, excitement happens without sponsors. If, you go, if you're going racing, got to have sponsors uh, uh, and uh, got to attract fans and and uh, and sell the product and and uh, so it's always interesting to uh, uh, talk with folks 
who, who make all this happen. And Autorama, of course, uh, 100,000 people down there, a lot of folks, a uh, big opportunity for sponsors to get in front of people to show their product. Uh, uh, when you go down there to this show at Huntington Place, uh, you not only see uh, these wild custom cars and displays like uh, George Barris, uh, Hollywood cars and uh, the Rat Fink collection, but you also see uh, manufacturers like Chevrolet down there uh, showing off their Corvette Z06 and some of their trucks. And then you see uh, Meguiar's everywhere. Meguiar's, of course, uh, makes the wax that really makes uh, these custom cars shine. And we're joined by Tony D'Amato, who's the manager of experiential marketing and PR for Meguiar's. Tony, how are you? I'm great, Wayne. How you doing? Yeah, I'm uh, doing good. Uh, good to have you uh, on the on the program, and and uh, you guys have really become synonymous with uh, this show. But that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you you guys, uh, everybody's using your wax to make things look nice down there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Detroit Autorama has been uh, a part of of uh, our DNA for many many years, and you know. Barry McGuire's been going to the Detroit Autorama for probably as long as it's been around, 50-plus years. So um, just a, a wonderful event, and, and we're proud to be uh, the title sponsor of it. Do you, now, do you guys just sponsor the Detroit Autorama, or are you a national sponsor as well as this show goes around the country? Yeah, we're both, actually. So, you know, the Detroit Autorama folks, uh, World of Wheels, who puts on the event, uh, they put on great events throughout the country, uh, mostly in the winter season, and uh, we are a, a national sponsor with them and, and uh, enjoy a lot of their events. Yeah, I mean, it must be fun for you guys. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're selling a product, obviously, uh, getting out in front of people, but uh, you, you must meet some real characters uh, uh, through these shows. I mean, they, these uh, we, were, we were just talking uh, last segment with, with uh, Dave Shooten, who restored, who restored all the Ratfink cars. And, uh, I mean, those are the, you know, you, you meet characters like Ed Roth, who created the Rat Fink cars. Uh, you, you must meet all kinds of interesting people. You know, it's a real community uh, out there. And uh, our team that, that gets to spend time on the road and go to all these events, uh, we definitely have a, a true relationship with many of the, the car owners. And, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about it in, in, uh, in what we do. The the cars are secondary almost to the relationships. So the community that the car the car community uh, it's a real it's a real family. So uh, definitely a piece of it that we enjoy and and feel honored to be a part of. Uh, McGuire's is uh, synonymous, of course, with uh, with wax and polish of automobiles. I've I've used it uh, uh, forever on my uh, cars and. Um, uh, t- tell us a little bit about the history of the company. How did uh, uh, it's Barry McGuire, right? He's 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 the one who started the company. You know, actually, no, it's not. He's the grandson of the founder. So McGuire's has been around since 1901, a lot longer than most people would probably realize. Uh, we like to say that we've been around before cars. Uh, so we actually started out in Evansville, Indiana, as a furniture polishing company, and. Um, Eventually, uh, horseless carriages became uh, really pieces of furniture with a little motor on them. And so uh, Frank Jr. realized that the same product that we used to shine up a piece of furniture with lacquer paint uh, could be used on a car. And so that's kind of how we uh, evolved into the car space. And and, um, really in the 50s, we moved down to Pasadena, California, where the car, car culture was really booming. 
And uh, and that's really where we got our inroots within the, the car community. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, you guys. So you guys have been around as long as uh, uh, the Henry Ford Motor Company, going all the way back to 1901. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to hear the found the founding of that because uh, there, there's there's so much history up here in Detroit, uh, starting with timber. Uh, you know, going into the uh, the the, uh, the furniture and the and the uh, the railway industry, and ultimately that evolved into. Uh, automobiles here just because you already had that infrastructure. So, it's yeah, it's fascinating to hear that McGuire's has uh, that sort of history as well. I, I'm interested in, in uh, today, uh, you know, they're, 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 you see so many interesting finishes on cars. In, in particular, you, you, start, you, st- you see flat black, uh, not just black, I mean flat green, flat reds. Uh, you, you've <laughs> yeah. Seen, yeah, you see all kinds of uh, different finishes on car these days. The, these days, is that a challenge for you, or do you, or, or do you guys tell people uh, don't? Uh, there, there are certain furn- fin- uh, finishes that don't work well with wax. Sure, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we we are more than a wax company, and so. We, we always say we're here to, to help you, you know, take care of your complete ride. So interior, exterior, of course, finishes have changed. Technology have, got, have gotten better. Um, you know, paint finishes uh, are, are much more resilient than they've ever been. Uh, you know, in the, the early days of pier coats was the same kind of concern, but do we really need waxes anymore? And that continues to be uh, the case. So we, you know, we have products that are made specifically for matte finishes that are okay to use on them that will protect them and, and not give them a gloss. Um, but, you know, we, we obviously are, uh, very close to the trends and making sure that we're creating solutions, uh, that make sense for everything that's on the market. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's got to be a challenge. And then and then uh, as as these cars come in to Huntington Place uh, this weekend, for for example, uh, do you, do you guys uh, sort of work with uh, some of the uh, the displays and and getting them polished, getting them up to uh, spectator grade, or or do most of these customers take care of their own work? Most of them take care of them themselves. We uh, we do have relationships with some of the builders that come in, and uh, we'll provide them some product as they you know are finishing up their projects. But um, you know, most of these guys will come in show ready, uh, especially those guys that are you know competing for the grade eight and the Riddler. Um, you know, the the level of build and, and preparation and and uh, thoughtfulness that goes into those builds is it's almost unfathomable if you've never really seen it from the back. Uh, it is just amazing uh, the amount of work and the thousands and thousands of man hours that go into these builds. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful things, and uh, and that's just the car. I mean, then you get uh, into these displays, some of the uh, exhibits down there, the displays alone are, are worth a uh, exhibit that they put the, the, right. uh, the cars on top Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Uh, and, and are you are you are you down there uh, yourself this weekend? I am. Yeah, I'm uh, braving the cold weather from Detroit uh, and uh, enjoying enjoying the event. So <laughs> yeah, we can we can make it a lot colder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually been a uh, been a pretty good uh, uh, February for us. But nice nice to see a little snow on the ground. Uh, today, so so uh, as as as, uh, as as you go on the show, you got uh, do, do you see the do you see the product on everything? You got any uh, got any particular favorites that you've seen down there? Oh gosh, uh, 
Yeah, we we try to be careful of having favorites. <laughs> uh, you know, the you know the, the the great eights are always the ones that are. It's always so exciting to see which ones end up being the great eight, yeah. and then from there seeing what the, what the Riddler ends up being. Uh, it's always fun to walk around and, and kind of take guesses <laughs> uh, on who's gonna who's gonna make it. Um, but yeah, there's some great belts out there, some great quality, and um, you know it's interesting. With the Riddler uh, and the, the Detroit Autorama being missed a couple of years ago because of COVID, there was a lot of builds that uh, that were you know ready to go uh, that had another a full another year to prepare. And so some of these cars, because mo- most of these cars that are ready, you know, Grade Eight or, or Riddler, are two, three, four, five, ten year builds. Um, so it's it's always interesting to hear the backstory and and how long the build was, and who was a part of it, and what was the inspiration. So um, that's probably my favorite part of walking the show and and spending time with the builders and owners. Yeah, yeah, they're just, there's some great stories down there about how these uh, products uh, came together. I'm always amazed at how many cars uh, start as barn finds with trees growing through them. So, <laughs> and then you see them on yeah. the show, and they're, they're something else. Exactly. Well, uh, Tony, uh, hang on there. We're, we're going to take a break, uh, hear from our sponsors uh, here. And uh, we'll return in a few minutes and keep talking with Tony D'Amato, who is uh, the managing manager of experiential marketing with McGuire's, and he is down at Autorama at Huntington Place. You're on Car Radio. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you. We won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely positive that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. The Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We are talking with Tony D'Amato uh, with McGuire's. And, uh, Tony, you were, you were talking uh, before the break uh, about McGuire's history. Um, and uh, obviously uh, there's a lot of interest in your uh, wax products down there at Autorama. But w- uh, what else do you guys make? Well, like I said, we, we, uh, we make products for, you know, really anything from interior products uh, to tire protectants. Uh, to washes and waxes, uh, compounds and polishes. So really any surface that's on your vehicle, uh, there's probably a good chance we have a product that, uh, that will help you make, make it look better. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big audience for that down there at Huntington Place uh, this weekend. But if, if, if you, do you guys uh, see other opportunities uh, uh, beyond uh, street, street vehicles, custom vehicles? You guys, uh, do, you, you guys into racing series as well or, or um, uh, motorcycle? You know, uh, you know what, what other sure. sort of things are you, you guys interested in as sponsors? Yeah, I mean, really, we'll, we'll uh, you know, we make product to make anything shine and clean. So if it's a race car, if it's a street car, if it's a, a custom or, or uh, a JDM, whatever the product or whatever the vehicle is, uh, we're interested in it because uh, we want to help. We want to help customers make their cars look the best. So, yeah, I would I would think uh, uh, you'd be be of interest. Uh, uh, to off-roaders increasingly. I, I, I drive, uh, test drive everything, but I'm test driving an awful lot of off-road uh, stuff these days. And when you come off uh, of an off-road journey or come off of a uh, off of a rally course, as I did a couple weeks ago out in California at King of the Hammers, you can't even see paint. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're you know, you're, you're, you're talking about bringing in uh, uh, power. Right. That, power. Like you had, that means you had a good time. Yeah, the that's right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing in power washers in order to get these things uh, uh, clean. As, uh, do you guys see any sort of uh, uh, changes in the industry in that regard as people are going more off-road? Yeah, I mean, Outlander is definitely becoming a uh, a bigger thing. We know that the trucks, uh, on you know, it, when it comes to street cars, trucks are probably uh, the biggest uh, category in in the country, and the amount of people that are you know um, driving trucks around. So, um, yeah, there's absolutely an opportunity. I think that you know the the, the 
The key is is just understanding uh, what the consumer wants, right? So a lot of a lot of what we see consumers wanting are quick and easy solutions. People are busy. They have a lot of uh, a lot of things on their plate between running families around and work and all those good things. And so they want something that's quick and easy. And so that's where we're really focusing a lot of our solutions uh, right now are making sure that we're making products that um, always perform. That's that's number one. But that are just quick and easy solutions, easy to use, something you can grab off the shelf. Um, so that's yeah, that's kind of where our focus is. Yeah, well, and, those, and trucks got a lot of surface area, so they they need a lot of uh, work, both interior and, and exterior. Exterior. So so I and I and I'm I'm an old guy. I'm a, a sixty year old guy. I've been waxing my cars forever, and uh, I, I I think there are a lot of folks uh, who who still you know uh, get out their Meguiar's uh, tin. Uh, they they got their little. Uh, uh, um, a little little polish brush there, and they 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 go around the car. But but there there's uh, there's some pretty sophisticated applicators uh, today. I mean, if so, somebody who's uh, looking uh, uh, to do their own car, what what would you suggest they go out and get? Oh, absolutely. There's uh, you know again there there is uh, a solution for every amount of time you want to spend. Right. So we have the quick and easy solutions, but we also have uh, the full complete solution where it's, you know, a five-step car care product where you're starting from, uh, you know, really evaluating your paint and going into understanding what you need to do above surface and below surface contaminants. So there's all kinds of ways to look at it and take that, that approach. My recommendation always is to, you know, kind of take a step back and, and first decide, uh, you know, what is the amount of time that you're willing to put into it? Uh, and then, you know, do some research. Go online. Uh, get on YouTube, search some solutions out there. Uh, you know, if you know the investment level that you want to put into it, you want to go out and buy a dual action polisher. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to do it, but definitely do your research, understand uh, different ways of, of uh, uh, taking care of your pain and, and getting those defects out that you really want to focus on. Uh, and then get a good protection on there. Uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of protections from ceramics to synthetics and polymers to natural carnauba waxes. So, uh, again, those are all different price points. And so, um, you know, you kind of kind of have to make your, your choice up first there. Of what's the investment in, in time and, and dollars that you want to put into it? Do you, do you uh, when you do your, your, your car, you still use a, a hand applicator? Or do you, do you uh, prefer something uh, electric that you plug in? What's, what's, your, what's yeah, your favorite no, applicator? I, I definitely use... I definitely use a dual action polisher. Uh, McGuire's makes one that that's wonderful. Um, I've got big cars. My wife's got a big SUV, and I've got a big truck, so uh, I don't do much by hand. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's that's good to know. Yeah, there's there's so many great tools out there, and and uh, you know to make waxing uh, uh, quicker and and easier. Well, Tony, uh, really appreciate your uh, joining us today. Uh, uh, good uh, uh, and enjoy the show. It's a it's a spectacular show. We we always we we here in Detroit really look forward to seeing these cars come in every year. Yeah, it is a great event. It's going to be a great weekend, and uh, we're excited to see uh, who wins the the granddaddy winner uh, of them all. So. Uh, appreciate your time, Henry. Thanks for having us, and and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye bye. All right. So uh, again, uh, for folks uh, uh, who are out there looking for a great uh, uh, place to go this weekend, uh, go check out uh, Autorama um, uh, on uh, uh, down at Huntington Place. 
Um, uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 affordable. It's twenty five bucks for adults. Uh, it gets cheaper uh, the younger you are. I think if you're under six years old, uh, it's free. And um, uh, and and I I was down there uh, with uh, uh, Detroit News uh, photographer Dan Mears. We go down there uh, every year. And uh, and Dan is not a car guy uh, the way I am. And Dan Dan always comes in to Huntington Place and says, Henry, it's just it's just really cool uh, to be here. Uh, it, 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 it's such a great cultural event, not just uh, to see cars, but uh, you know, just to see uh, uh, celebrities like uh, uh, Henry Winkler or uh, Flavor Flav. Uh, uh, to see. Um, uh, 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 some of the, uh, the the historical cars there, like the Batmobile, uh, the Jetsons car. Uh, there's a Bugs uh, Bugs Buggy down there. It's one of my uh, favorites. Uh, it's got Bugs Bunny behind the wheel. Uh, just just so much to see uh, there from a historical cultural perspective that you don't have to be just a uh, a, a, a motorhead to to enjoy the show. Uh, so I, I encourage if you haven't been to uh, Autorama uh, to go uh, check it out down there at Huntington Place. All right. So uh, for our last segment here, we're joined by our good friend Eric Peters at ericpeters.com, one of the uh, uh, more interesting uh, writers out there, writes about all things automotive, but also has a really good uh, perspective uh, on the industry and the uh, pressures that are on it uh, beyond just uh, uh, building sheet metal. Uh, Eric, how are you? I'm good, Henry. 100,000 plus Broncos and 115,000 uh, electric lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great to uh, great to have you on the on the program. And we're you know we're we've been having a good time today. Uh, been talking yep. to. Uh, folks down at the Autorama show, uh, all these small block V8s and these just incredible yep. uh, vehicles down there. Uh, one of my favorites, a uh, guy stuffed a 1941 Willys uh, Coupe with a 1,500-horsepower V8 engine. Uh, we're talking to uh, uh, Mark Rushbrook of Ford Racing. You know, these guys are going going racing with uh, – with these uh, V8-powered uh, uh, Ford Bronco DRs, their first racing Bronco, uh, and they're and they're they're putting these uh, high horsepower V8s, and and uh, back over in Washington D.C., which is near where you live, they don't like any of this stuff. They, they, no, they don't. They want they want they want this industry to to go electric. Uh, it, I mean, it's really it's a it's a weird time. It's it's very very uh, similar to the nineteen. Uh, 70s when the when the government got very involved in in uh, in, in cars. I mean, how do how do uh, how do you see this uh, playing out? Well, the way it seems to be playing out is unfortunately that the car industry is going along with it, much to its ruin, in my opinion. And that's why I started this conversation by pointing out that Ford has been selling every single Bronco that it can build and then some to the tune of more than six figures, which is astounding because the Bronco is not a mass market vehicle. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, they've managed to unload something like 117,000, I think the figure is, in 2022. And meanwhile, the Lightning, which they're pushing really aggressively, the electric version of the F-150, they've only managed to sell 15,000 of these things. And so the question that's begged is why not build more vehicles like the Bronco that people clearly want rather than the EVs, which people clearly do not want as far as a mass market thing. 
Yeah, and it's uh, and it's, that, that's a really tricky spot uh, to be in as a manufacturer. Um, and uh, your your customer wants one thing, the government wants something else. Uh, you wrote recently that uh, that that manufacturers didn't always uh, go along so easily uh, with these rules. Yeah, you know, car guys like you and I, and probably a lot of the people listening, will remember when there was sort of an adversarial relationship between the car companies and the federal regulatory apparatus. And the car companies would do their best to kind of work around whatever the regulations were. There were a number of examples. Uh, one of the really uh, classic ones for me, being a Pontiac guy, was back in the early 70s when Pontiac came up with their SD455 V8 engine, which was in the Trans Am. Uh, very briefly for two years, 73 and 74, it got around some of the emissions regulations by classifying this specialty-built, purpose-designed uh, purpose, purpose engine along with the regular 455, and, and the, the regulatory apparatus didn't notice it at first. Of course, when it did, there was much hewing and crying, and they had to modify the engine to get it back within spec. But the point is, you know, they were willing to do stuff like that for the sake of their customers, which wanted that engine badly. Uh, whereas now it seems as though they have decided if they can't beat them and join them, uh, and not only do they go along with all the regulations, they seem to anticipate them and double down on them. And I don't see how that works because people, generally speaking, don't want that. You know, people want a car that is passionate, that's emotionally involving. You're spending a lot of money on it. You want to feel good about it. You don't want just another appliance. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a tricky time. Eric, hang in there. We're going to uh, take a break here. Uh, and on the other side, we're going to continue talking with Eric Peters about the regulatory pressures in the auto industry today. You're on Car Radio. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at d.c.a.l.h.o.u.n. at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 
The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. We're talking with Eric Peters of ericpetersauto.com. And, uh, Eric, um, uh, you know, the, the, you got the very aggressive uh, administration in, in Washington these days uh, uh, regulating not just automobiles but uh, uh, gas stoves, uh, light bulbs. And I, I wonder if there isn't a parallel here between – uh, what's been going on in the light bulb industry over the last uh, decade or so in automobiles. In the case of light bulbs, the manufacturers mm-hmm. have gone along with this uh, uh, transition from affordable incandescent bulbs to more, expen- more expensive CFL bulbs and LED bulbs because they can make more money. These are more, they're more expensive. Sure. They see like they can get a bigger margin. You, th- you think the same might be happening with the auto industry, we're seeing new car prices creep up to $50,000. Yeah, I think the comparison is very apt with this distinction. You know, most of us, even though we'll grumble about it, can still pay the 7 or 8 bucks it now costs to buy a four-pack of LED replacement 100-watt bulbs. But not many people can afford to spend $50,000 on a vehicle. I think, uh, what is it, $67,000 is roughly the average uh, two-earner income uh, in the United States. So how does that work out? How does a couple that makes $67,000 a year afford a $60,000 or a $50,000 car? It doesn't pencil out. And you can only push out car loans so far because cars, unlike, say, a house, are a depreciating asset. So what do you do? Well, I think what the car industry is trying to do, they've even said this, uh, not even elliptically, they said it outright, that they're going to go away from selling cars to selling transportation as a service. In other words, essentially, you'll just rent a car, whether through um, an app or otherwise. I think that's how they see their business model uh, going down the road. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's a lot going on in the industry. Uh, uh, you got models like that. You have autonomous cars uh, coming. But at the end of the day, uh, it, it's still individual transportation, which uh, which Americans just just love. And, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it defines people from a brand perspective, but it also uh, uh, it's really central to their lives uh, in, in a country like this that's so big. And, uh, yeah, you just I, – I, you, um, you, you wonder how this plays out as 2026 com- comes uh, toward us pretty fast – uh, manufacturers are going to get hit by big fines if they don't start to uh, meet these uh, government um, uh, mandates. Uh, you, re- you wrote recently about mm-hmm. a, a shakeup at Toyota because Toyota yeah. has been resisting this, uh, this, this move to EVs. What's going on there? Well, specifically, Akio Toyota, who's the grandson of the founder of the company, was uh, kind of uh, resistant, if you will, toward this 
uh, push toward electrification. And he would publicly say things like, you know, they're really not ready for prime time yet. Uh, they certainly might be part of the mix, but uh, they're simply not uh, ready. And, you know, getting back to what you just said a moment ago, we live in a culture that is essentially a right now fast food culture. And I find it incongruous and, and, and startling to think that people who can't handle waiting 10 minutes to get a burger at McDonald's through the drive-thru are going to accept sitting at a so-called fast charger for 45 minutes before they can get on the road again. <laughs> you know, and I think, I, I think Akio knew that and understood that. Uh, and yet he was pushed out, and we're not sure exactly why. You may have some theories of your own, but he was replaced by a much younger guy who is apparently going to uh, push Toyota more toward the same path that's being trod by Stellantis and GM and Ford with regard to electrification. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's an interesting uh, dance that these manufacturers are, are doing. And we, we see, I mean, you, you test uh, electric vehicles. I test electric vehicles. They tend to be a luxury product. Um, yeah. And, and that's certainly put one of the reasons that you're seeing uh, new car prices push up to 50000 is because most of the new cars being introduced today are electric, and they're over $50,000. So if you're a customer coming into the market, um, the, the gasoline car is increasingly – a, a used buy? What, how, how, do you, how do you see customers uh, uh, buying these days? Well, I think a lot of them are probably going to cling to uh, the, the non-electric cars that they already have. And there's an irony here. You and I can remember, everybody who's familiar with this issue can remember when they would tell us, the EV people, well, don't worry, the cost of electric vehicles will go down as they become mass-produced. In fact, the opposite has happened. Uh, Ford has increased the price of the Lightning three times in 12 months substantially to the point where, you know, initially it was supposed to be around 40000 bucks, and now it's something like 60000 or very close to $60,000 to start. And ironically, the reason for that is that the increased demand or the increased push for these EVs has resulted in the critical components, the lithium and the cobalt and the graphite and so on, going to the batteries. The cost of that is going up, so it's making EVs more expensive, which is making it harder for most people to afford it. And I think at the end of the day, the, the result of all of this is going to be that fewer and fewer people can afford to buy a vehicle, period. Yeah, and it uh, yeah, reduces uh, the number of new car vehicles out there, puts more pressure on the uh, used uh, uh, market, and, and, uh, and, and, man, and I think manufacturers uh, are really beefing up their pre-owned uh, 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 buildings on their lots because increasingly people come in to buy a new car, uh, they wind up buying a used car on those lots. Uh, Eric, another one of the unfortunate, um, uh, you know, as, as, as you get government this involved in our lives, they 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 uh, they get involved in all kinds of things, uh, and of course one 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 of the. Uh, one of the grim memories of the 1970s is the 55 mile an hour speed limit. It took mm-hmm. us took us a long time to get out from under that. Do you do you see a similar uh, movement uh, today oh, to sure. start restricting speeds again? Sure, they're talking about it, and uh, in Germany they're talking about uh, getting rid of the unlimited speed portions of the autobahn, and they're you know using the same kinds of arguments as before. Uh, that this will save energy, uh, uh, reduce energy consumption, and now adding to that, uh, it will help to reduce the dreaded uh, emissions of carbon dioxide, that, that horrible inert gas that doesn't cause air pollution. The uh, uh, Europe, of course, is a canary in the coal mine. They're 
uh, well down yeah. this road of forcing people into EVs. Uh, what else are you seeing over there? Uh, well, that's where they first began to um, talk about uh, installing, and they already have installed, this uh, speed-limiting technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's no longer Drive 55. You have to worry about a cop running a radar gun uh, behind a bush uh, and giving you a ticket. They're embedding this stuff into the vehicles. You know, you, you test drive the new cars, too, and you've seen this stuff. And right now it's just a warning. You know, you drive faster than whatever the speed limit is, and that little icon lights up on the dash to nag you. But the technology is there to already either throttle back the speed of the vehicle and prevent you from driving any faster or perhaps to electronically dun you. Why not just automatically debit your, you know, your bank account uh, for every egregious instance of driving faster than whatever the speed limit is? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time, Eric. We always appreciate catching up with you and, and keeping us current on these things and uh, look forward to talking to you again in the future. Likewise, Henry. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, have a great weekend. You too. All right, that will do it for us here today at Car Radio. Uh, Thanks to all our uh, guests uh, for joining us today. We thank you for joining us on the program. I will be back uh, next week for more Car Radio. In the meantime, keep the shiny side up. Langston Hughes lived 1902 to 1967, one of the most important writers of Harlem Renaissance, best known for his innovation of art form called jazz poetry. 19 a.m. Superstation, celebrate Black History Month. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.